Hello and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Evie, and as always, I'm joined by Quinn. Hi! And May! Hello! We're all here! We survived! Woo! At some point, we all need to get some I Survived 2020 shirts. Yeah, I'm surprised, like, no one, like, there's not many people who've come out with that yet. Like, maybe it's, it's, it's been three days now, it's now the third, well, it's the third in Australia. It should be I Survived Digimon Adventure 2020. You know, it might be too early to say, because Digimon Adventure 2020 has been, has been pretty bad for me. But, look, if the next, like, 36 episodes or whatever are good, then it's fine. It still can go either way. But that's enough crossover promotion in the intro. The current score is 9-1 to Digimon, and this time we're discussing the 11th episodes. A bite to remember, and much ado about Musiamon. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further, but you do you. And a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you want to join them, you'll gain early access to the uncut versions, a week ahead of the edited versions. So let's start off with a bite to remember. Any thoughts? It's okay. Puchiena is my friend, and Buff Torchic is also my friend. Buff Torchic was so good. It's like inside you are two, are two wolves. One, one is a Buff Torchic, the other is a small dog. You are gay. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. I don't know. I, I think I, I think I botched that meme. So like, but I, I, I think the meme's somewhere, somewhere there. You, you get it. Is Buff Torchic like your third Furry Awakening now, mate? Uh, I feel. Oh, I think I had another Furry Awakening when I was watching The Simpsons the other day. I was meant to tell Keith, but I forgot. There was like an opossum in an episode, and I was just like, "That opossum is me." So I should probably tell Keith that as my like Furry therapist. So so far, uh, what I'm hearing is that you're really into buff furries, and also sometimes just just the best of the vermin. Which is great. Everyone's here for that. Oh, also, there was also a raccoon that I was, like, vibing pretty hard with, so maybe I'm just vermin. I get that. Sly Cooper's hot. I am vermin, confirmed. Are you pizza rat? I am definitely pizza rat. Is there a vermon? Because if there's not, there, there should be. But no, there's, there's no... There's not a vermon. No, there's no vermon. Digimon, you're letting us down. There's Vmon, which is close. Honestly, Chumon should have just been called Vermon in, in the dub. But he's not in this episode of Pokemon. <laughs> Max likes doggos. I like Max. Therefore, I like doggos. <laughs> this is the most I vibed with Max all season. Like I previously hated him, but when he like he likes doggos, I'm just like, yeah, good, good, same. same. May is really mean to Max when Max is just like doing the Pikachu. She should be doing and like learning about things. May's been like a kind of annoying. Like I, I don't know. I don't like what the Pikachu. May. Yeah, Pikachu. May. <laughs> So much bleeping. I'm just saying, May, it's time to transition and, you know, become the awesome person we all know you're destined to be. Yeah. Well, to be fair, May was trash at 10. That's true. They did both learn about evolving this episode. That's what I'm here for. I want to see them learn things. It just means that I feel like very late to start, like, learning about evolution, which is, like, one of the key mechanics to Pokemon. It does seem really weird to me that a person just alive in the world doesn't know about stone evolutions. 
Yeah. And also, like, her dad's a gym leader. I feel like I feel like she should know this, right? Yeah, like, I know she didn't care that much about Pokemon, but it's... The degree to which it feels like she just skipped primary school in this world is, is weird. Is that, like, primary school and Pokemon school? Are they separate things? I don't know. I don't know. Neither do I. I mean, there has to be a Pokemon University or else you couldn't have Pokemon professors, so I feel like that implies the existence of a Pokemon high school. I think, I mean, from playing, like, Sword and Shield, like, you just kind of, if you want to be a Pokemon, like, professor, professor, you just ask a professor to hire you. God, I wish it were that easy. Well, apparently it is, because Hop is just like, hey, I'm now your assistant, because Sonya goes from, like, being the assistant to being the professor. I just meant it, I wish it were that easy to get tenure. Oh yeah, in real life, yeah. But in the in the games, it is apparently like that easy now. I hereby announce that I am professor because I filled my Pokédex. Them's the rules. But yeah, in this world, it seems you hit ten and you can just take this animal without any prior research. You don't need to know how to care for it or how it functions or anything. You don't even have to like it. Yeah, well, you know, figuring that out, the corpses of the Pokemon you killed along the way will pave the road to your understanding friendship better. So this episode, the one with the good doggos and the buff Torchic. I love buff Torchic. Yeah, me too. There's not a lot of meat to this episode. It's very cute. It's fun. I like that we learned a little about evolution, even if it was pretty basic stuff. That we never talked about why Pikachu doesn't want to evolve. We we, we made a thing out of saying, no, Pikachu's cool the way, the way they are. But we didn't ever talk about why that is, which was kind of a big deal at the time. Yeah, it was a big deal two seasons ago. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like we're doing a refresher for for kids who were, aren't relatively new to Pokemon. So fine, let's let's mm. do that. It was a very quick run-through of how evolving works. I think that's the right balance anyway, because we don't want it to be a tedious thing whenever Max and May have to learn things. We want it to just be like, oh cool, they're learning things, they're on a Pokemon journey. It surprised me a little that we actually talked about a Pokemon's level for the first time, that I can remember. Like, we don't usually talk about stats existing. Yeah, it was really odd, just props like, these ones evolve by leveling. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. That is not a common experience for Pokemon, but I think they just couldn't write around it this time. Is Brock the chosen one? Can he see the code? I hope not, I hate him. I think so. I think that's why he gets to have a lab coat. I think that's what it means to be a Pokemon professor. Oh, I know. His eyes are closed because, like, he, he can just see the code of the world anyway. There was a Toolless Bisted speedrun thing for... It might have been HGDQ or one of the related things, but they took... Pokemon Red inside of a Super Game Boy Color inside of a Super Nintendo, and they used a bunch of memory overflows and and ran an IRC client on through an Arduino onto the SNES onto the like it's just, it's so many steps and exploits and I love it. No, I've not seen that, but that sounds very extra, and I love it. You could do so many weird things with, like, an Arduino hooked up to a controller, uh, and then a Super Game Boy Color, and, and, and a Pokemon Red. It's wild, and I love it, and I love how much time people put into that. Did you ever see that someone emulated, like, the entirety of Pokemon Fire Red inside of Minecraft? Ha! No, but that's amazing. It, it's just a Game Boy in Minecraft, <laughs> please. Pokemon Red. You can just build a processor in Minecraft and then build some memory. It's all just rocks and bits. It's really cool. Do you know what else is cool? Transitioning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there's that too. Which kind? Yeah, I, I was just like, I relate to this Poochina who's just stuck as small doggo but wants to be big doggo. Yeah, but like reverse though? Kinda, yeah. 
I meant more like the changing of states. Well, yes, I know. Yeah. I'm feeling stuck doing the same thing. And if you think this episode had some gender feels, wait until next time on Digimon. Digital Monsters. That's the other show. Also, I, I loved Max's spiel about being close to the Pokemon and wanting to like br- feel the breath or whatever. <laughs> it's a bit extra, but I'm here for it. It's it's very extra, but it's like it's just like yeah, that's just a mood in 2020, isn't it? Wanting to be close to things. And Max got some real character for for a day, which was nice. Yeah, for a hot second, he was not terrible. He bonded with a small doggo and helped the doggo gain skills and become good at things, and and I respect that. Wait, if Puccina didn't know how to bite, how was it eating its food? Yeah, that part was a bit weird. Don't think about it too much. (laughs) It's just tackling its food. You really should have taught anything else. Like, what if it only used bite and wouldn't use... I don't know, Fury Swipes. Isn't that, like, one of the first attacks it learns? Like, what level does Pachina learn it? Like, I think it's, like, level three. No, like, this idea doesn't make sense. For for, for having just gone through uh, all the mechanics that we did, then going, oh yeah, Pachina just won't use any move except Tackle. Uh, Oh, does it not know other moves? No, it knows them, it just can't figure out how to use them. Yeah, like, get out of TM, maybe? I don't think we've seen TMs in the show yet. If we're acknowledging game mechanics, use them. I vaguely remember TMs being being like mentioned once, but I think it was like I have a, just a vague memory of just like I think it was in the early season. And I think Brock comes along and he talks about TMs for like a hot second, and then it's never brought up ever again. Uh, anyway, the Team Rocket plot in this is funny. Team Rocket's always Team Rocket's always like the best part for me. I mean, they are, but God, Max, Max is so dumb, and it's kind of adorable. They had lab coats and glasses, Quinn. There's no way you can recognize them. I know. Three different people in this episode pull a lab coat out of nowhere, and that's pretty goals. Also, I kind of dig Jesse with a bun. I really- I I should get a lab coat. Yeah. I'm gonna wear a lab coat, then I'll have the power of God and anime on my side. Lab coats are cool. Just- just live out all my anime goals. Uh, so this Team Rocket plot, like, how did we go through this whole- whole- whole Team Rocket plot, and- uh, just had never have Max realize anything about the like we have a talking Pokemon in a costume. I, th- I don't think Max is smart. I think he's blind. He memorized a lot of things. He needs his glasses fixing. I was could yeah like if they had taken his glasses away and then done this to him, I would be I would be a lot more on board with this B pl- this like Poke plot thing going on. Mm. Also, it feels weird that there's just like not a B plot. Pokemon's usually like that. Yeah, there's just, Max wants to help evolve a thing, Team Rocket comes along, Max is successful, the end. <laughs> Pretty much. We did the thing, they used the flimsy net, now they could buy out. All they needed was, like, a cable net, and they'd go away with it. Yeah, I, I appreciate the number of times that Team Rocket really should have won, but just, just the script said no. Maybe they don't actually want to be able. That's fair. They want to commit a cl- capitalism because they have to, but I-, I feel like they don't actually want to steal Pokemon or hurt Pokemon. So they kind of have this plan where they just seem to be incompetent when they just don't want to actually do anything evil. Yeah, I would buy that. As members of Team Rocket, do they get benefits? Uh, I mean, they must. This is Japan. But, you know, I, I used to work for a telemarketing company, and, and I-, I worked not very hard for not very much. And I, I feel like I'm vibing with Team Rocket there. But anyhow, yep, we, uh, we sure do do a pretty standard Team Rocket idea. It was cute, but 
I don't know. I'm out of things to say about this episode, and I feel like it was basically explainable in a haiku. Go ahead, then. Put your poem where your mouth is, Quinn. Make a haiku for this episode. Must evolve the pooch. Team Rocket pretends to help kick butt Poochina. I was going to say kick butt blast off, but that works too. That wouldn't be enough syllables. I did it. That was 17 syllables. I'd have ended on Might Yina, personally. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name Might Yina, and so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm just going to finish out. Still well done. Improvised haiku. There you go. I, I, I feel like I did okay with that. You don't get that on every podcast. <laughs> That's true. You should. It should be mandatory. Mm, haiku in you. So yeah, let's move on to Digimon, because Digimon was kind of a good episode. What first, is it? Is this one filler or not filler? Definitely filler. It's pretty filler. Even though we learned something important, it's like, it's filler. We learned a valuable lesson we've learned several times. I almost, with Marina, had gone with Max, because Max could maybe use his own Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Get Mitzvah a little early or whatever. I think he's too young to have a Pokemon, right? Yeah, but but preschoolers have Pokemon. Yeah, it was that never made sense to me. Like, you have to be ten. You have to be ten to go on the traditional journey around the world with a Pokemon, but he's already going around the world with Pokemon. They're just not his. Didn't the first episode say, oh, when it, when everyone's ten, they get their first Pokemon? But yeah, you're right. There are preschoolers with their own Pokemon. I just yeah, like it's it's super unclear and like the line between who is and is not a trainer is real murky and also youngsters have pokemon and i feel like youngsters also look like they're about like eight unless youngsters are just 10 year olds and for some reason they're youngsters that's fair i mean that could be other 10 year olds not everybody you meet out there is uh sometimes you get uh, a trans karate girl final thoughts i liked it (laughs) it was good it was fine it was nothing special but it was it was entertaining i laughed Meowth was funny. Meowth is always funny. I left out loud when the glove, when they did the thing with the glove and made it lock up to distract Ash and then just grab Pikachu. So that was very cute. Let's move on to Much Ado About Mujiamon. I have three notes and one of them is about the recap, where it just says Rika is Sundere. Yep, yep, Rika's pretty Sundere. Also, like, I mean, I don't often compliment Davis, but like, I'm really glad that Davis understood what Rika was feeling. Mm-hmm. They did a nice job on the recap a little bit. They're like, oh, um, she must have been really freaked out because she said she hates all Digimon. So I'm like, I'm really proud of Davis for just completely understanding why she was kind of a little bit nasty. Well, and explaining to the viewer that no, she didn't really mean it. Yeah, and, and that's really nice because, you know, I mean, obviously, as adults, we're kind of like, oh, she said that because she was freaked out. But I can't imagine many, you know, people in the tar- target demographic of, like, 10-year-olds and younger and older around that age uh, would be able to understand that she's not just being a jerk. Like, she's actually gone through a pretty traumatic event. Because we don't often see the main character say something that's just straight up nasty like that. So, I don't know, I, I appreciate it. It makes Ruki a very different type of of chosen child than we've ever seen before. Someone who is not gung-ho on board about this yeah and also she's yeah it's it's a fairly traumatic event that she's just gone through uh and i'd like that we're contrasting that with uh with henry who you know is doing exactly the opposite and having to make the opposite compromise that battles are not all terrible but also like you know on on the other end of that ruki is going well maybe digimon do in fact get to have souls and things and we've got a little b plot about takato just 
being an overconfident jerk for a minute. Yeah, like, I mean, I do appreciate the fact that Kazu and Kenta were, like, clearly scared. Like, I appreciate that because um, sometimes Kazu and Kenta can annoy me a little bit, so I was kind of like, yeah, they are scared. They, they were also being jerks. Like, the B-plot was tox- toxic masculinity. They they grow on me by the end of the show, but they definitely start off with, like, as characters that I could very much just not have in the show. But they do have a lot of personality, I'll give them that. The visor. God, kid, lose the visor. Yeah. Anyway. D- Digimon is, does a really good job of showing what happens when kids dress themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I took a shot of, of Ryuki and... Uh, I can't remember the name of the, the girl in the dress who stands next to her, but I'm looking at their shoes and going, oh my god, learn to tie your shoes, children. What What did they do? They're just, they're enormous, and the tongues are sticking, like, four inches forward. That's just good character design. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but they look like they're wearing clown shoes, and it's very funny to me, because everything else about their outfits is pretty proportional. Like, look at all the shoes for Digimon. Like, whoever's ever drawn for Digimon can't draw feet. Oh, or shoes, because the shoes never make sense. I mean, even in Adventure Colon, Izzy's wearing socks and sandals. I mean, that at least is is intentional and funny, because that's accurate to to Koshiro. Yeah, like there's something weird with the shoes in Digimon. That's very true. Mushumon? No. Well, I know in in Chimpokemon there's a shoe. (laughs) Mushuyamon. I I do love everything about Terriermon's little B plot with with Susie. Oh, Terriermon is the best in like I mean I know I say this every like episode, but I love Terriermon so much. I love how he just wants to destroy. Yep, he's so gung ho to fight. He's afraid of Susie. Susie is basically just Chi-Chi. And yeah, I I identified very hard with this character as a child and <sighs> Well, that went some places. It's really weird how, like, into the infantilization fetish this episode got for a minute. Yeah. And and this show just does sometimes. It's it's a little much, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Henry has a, like, nice denim jacket, which is, I think, new, and probably the only time we see this. I like when they actually wear different clothes, because it just doesn't happen much in Digimon. No, it's really hard for them to budget two outfits. If nothing else, I appreciate that for this flashback-heavy episode, they had everyone wearing a different outfit so that you could tell which was which. The only time it's ever made sense that they keep in the same clothes in Digimon is when they're, like, stuck in the digital world. But then when they go home, they don't think to change clothes. But yeah, and I, I actually appreciate that there's just a conversation between uh, Henry and Venomon where, like, they're, they're just going through some things and, and you know... The other partners are just not aware of this conversation happening, which is really cool. Mm. I mean, I also kind of like as much as I love Rika, I'm kind of I kind of appreciate they can't they didn't really have much of her in this episode compared to previous episodes. Like they they're not going straight into resolving this; it's going to be like a lasting thing. We are establishing a sleepless night for her, and that's it. She's just not even taking part in the A-plot. Like, a lot of episodes kind of, like, they have a problem and then they try to fix it within an episode, which isn't realistic, because she's had some actual trauma and she's just, like, contemplating all every life decision she's made, basically, involving Digimon. She says she hates them, but she obviously doesn't, but is just so traumatized by this event. And I like the fact that we didn't really focus on that too much this episode it was sort of like it was happening what we did was we established that her stuff is still going on and then we wrapped up henry's slow burn six episode should i allow 
Terrier Mom to fight at all ever a thing, which is really cool. Like, this this episode of Tamers is, I think, one of the reasons people respect Tamers a lot as a series, and why, for me, the first 10-15 episodes of Tamers are the, the best part of this series. They they picked they picked three characters and they established a, a really well thought out personality for each and gave them all a problem. Takato just has no idea what he's doing. Henry has very strong feelings about what he wants to do and he's just kind of wrong and has to find a balance. Meanwhile, Ruki almost killed people who were trying to be nice to her just because she wanted their exp. That's cool. That's re- that is so much more character in ten episodes than we've gotten in whole seasons of other shows. <clears throat> There's really just like in other series there isn't a lot of conflict between the characters and the partners even. Yeah. It's really nice to have this smaller cast that that have interpersonal conflicts. And and for this first arc, there are basically no external conflicts. Anyway, those are my thoughts. It's just a good episode, really. Yeah, no, very solid. I wish every episode of Digimon were this like dynamic and well paced and thought out. I ran out of notes ages ago. Lastly, we finally get to the just absolutely obligatory uh, fight scene. Uh, and of course, a check-in with, uh, with Sunglasses Man, who has absolutely no idea what's going on anymore, but is really mad about it. Yeah, like, Yamaki's in adult mood. Like, I don't understand, so I am mad. Yep, I'm going to lose my job because I have no idea what I'm doing. Also, I really love the just random guy who starts hugging a, a motorcyclist when, when his car is cut in half. Like, what a mood. This solid episode. This this is my favorite episode that we have seen so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I really liked it too. You are certainly welcome to disagree, and I'm happy to hear why. But I think we can all agree it's very good. At nothing else, it's just a bit slow. I mean, I kind of liked how the the Digimon fight wasn't like the, the even though that's in the episode title for the English dub, it's not a fo- it's like, not about like- fighting. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's the last three minutes of the episode, just about. Like, it's not, like, barely in the episode. Like, it's in the, the end of the episode. Like, it's more about the characters themselves and how they how they interact with things. We've got... And the, the thing I like about Tamers is we've got three fairly different approaches to being a chosen child. I think a thing that every season of Digimon should maybe do from now on is spend the first ten episodes just having everyone get to know their partner and and maybe you evolve but but make make that take at least three episodes before you can go up even to adult yeah i mean i feel like savers and atmon also have some of those points that's true um i just i think it i think digimon is at its best when it focuses less on fighting and slow burns its growth and makes people talk about their feelings savers was mm, a lot about fighting but that's like how I just mentioned about Tamers having three different approaches to being a chosen child in Savers. One, there were no ch- really chosen children, but there were still three different aspects of like being a character with a Digimon. One character, it was a job. Uh, the another character, they kind of had like an inferiority complex and kind of wanted to prove that they were really like a genius and really good at everything. And another one just really, just really wanted to fight. I I apparently need to rewatch that show because I forgot that they stopped being cops after a while, which is one of the big things that, that just drew me away from that show. They stopped being cops around, like, halfway through? Yeah, and I'm not sure I made it that far. But yeah, Digimon said A-Cab. Yep, sure did. 
you can trust any random children more than you can trust cops. And I'm on the fence about whether or not Pokemon also said ACAB, because the cops are kind of useless, and their job gets overtaken by ten-year-olds. And also every cop is as related. It's it's an, it's nepotism at the worst is Pokemon. Just like, oh, we're all related, so we have the same job. Yeah. We even get a for- we even we did get a forest ranger today who who was an original character and I forgot to sigh at Brock at the beginning of the episode, but that was terrible. Yeah. I mean it's background noise, but as the first episode we've done in, in a few months, remi- remembering that Brock is the worst was uh, an unfortunate reminder. I hate Brock so much. I'm he's like consistently the worst part of every episode of Pokemon to me. Brock's losing us like a two points here. Like it it was it was kind of funny to be like like that in the nineties in shows, but like surely by the early two thousands we realized that being a total weird creep was in fact bad and not funny. Well, and even if you think it's funny, like. By it's played out. It's Brock. He's been doing it for like ten years. Please, for the love of God, let him get a new thing. Bring back back trade. Did you realize that we bent back to speaking about Pokemon despite saying we were done with Pokemon? Yeah, but it it came up in context. Yeah, but anyway, po- uh, Digimon said a cab. Pokemon sort of said a cab. But they still sure do go to the cops a lot, even though they're useless. In fairness, we do the cops' job for them a lot, which is about right. Um, back to Digimon. Digimon had a strong episode. Good episode. Great episode. I, I enjoyed this season. It's nice to enjoy Digimon after watching Colin and just spending a lot of time, like, having a lot of complaints about Digimon. I mean, I'm not one of those people who just say, oh, wow, 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 the original's are always the best, because that's not always the case. But I think Tamers have had a really strong decision to stay in the real world for a while and be able to do things, like just have Rookie be in her bedroom and decide not to go Digimon hunting tonight. I mean, I think I just made a... A weird connection between my favorite seasons of Digimon and my favorite seasons, they all spend more time in the real world than any other world. Like, my favorite seasons being Tamers, Athmon, and Savers. And I have a soft spot for Zero Two explicitly having a third world. Because I, I love the Dark Ocean. I love it so much. And, and, and a fourth. Zero Two had the most universes, I think. So I'm, I kind of love it for that, and I wish Digimon had more that weirdness. Yeah, like if I if I think about it, like adventure, they the episodes in the real world were great, but they didn't really spend much time in the real world. And then we have uh, Frontier, where it's just like predominantly in the digital world, and then Cross Wars is predominantly in the digital world. Though I think it's a lot of Cross Wars is fine. Like, there's a really strong section to parts of it um, that definitely works, and then you know some parts that really should have been trimmed. And then there's Young Hunters that. I personally still can't stand. I, I definitely think that it's okay on its own. I'm glad it's only like 20-something episodes. But anyway, we should continue on with actual Moncast discussion. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm rambling today. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're about done. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing with each other over trivial things. Um, can I compare them in the way that they both had good dogs? <gasps> Absolutely. They did both have some pretty good dogs. That is the best observation. Yeah, and it's a true one, too. I like that. I like dogs. They both had very sassy, mass-presenting mons. I love both Terriermon and, uh, and Meowth, and I want them to hang out and be friends, and I want 
I want a scene where they just start, hang out and are sassy at each other. Just hang out and be sassy. <laughs> My brain hurts. <laughs> uh, monster of the week. Monster of the week. Who's it going to be? Ah, right. Mm. Monster of the week, yeah. M- mine's definitely the same as it always is. So I don't think I, I even need to say it. Is it Terriamon by any chance? Yes. It's always Terriamon because I'm boring. These are the episodes that made me love Terriamon as a kid. I feel like he mellows out as the show progresses. He does. Like, he's so sassy, and he eventually just gets kind of engrossed in all the fighting. I just love the fact that, like, he just loves evolving. Ah, I know that they're the CD dramas, but I just want an episode entirely about how the Digimon, like, got by in the digital world for a while. They're probably fine. Yeah, maybe, but, like, did they stick together? Did they all split up? I want to know. They, sh- they should have stuck together. We have 40 episodes till then. But it's 40 episodes of Tamers. So it's good. And, well, Terrymon's just like a shoe-in for Mon of the Week. Easy. Um, but Humon of the Week, I think, is up to some debate. Oh, mine's Max, because I'm never going to be able to say this again, because in every other episode he annoys me, but this time he wasn't that bad, so I have to choose Max. You got a point. I chose Max as well, because he was a good boy, and he looked after the doggo, and was actually fun to watch while he carried the episode. I am going to break the trend and say that Susie is my, my character, my human of the week. That was honestly my, like, the my other choice. Like, or, or Davis for explaining things. I love the slice of life stuff. I wish that we did, in fact, just get an entire episode of... I don't know, Rookie worrying about things. Meanwhile, it's just Susie playing around and being weird all day. We got a little bit of it, and I think that was enough. I never understood why Susie acted like she was three when she's only like six or seven. Like, she's only a little bit younger than Takeru, and I don't... I mean, I think we're just making jokes about her being immature for her age, and then also, like, she wants to play house and be mom. Like, I get that. I kind of vibe with that, because, like, I was an only child, so I kind of had to make up my own stuff with my toys. I remember just sort of hanging out in trees with a bunch of toys and just talking to them. So, so like, yeah, Susie being like that because her brother's barely home. He's barely home and kind of distinctly, he loves her, but he definitely doesn't like her. And that that's really sad to me. They get to know each other by the end of the series, but... As a kid, I hated Susie, but as an adult, I just... Really, really feel sorry for her. Yeah, no, she she deserves more attention than she ever gets. Yeah, did we all choose our human? Uh, so I went Susie. You were outvoted, and Max was given human of the week. That's fair. That's that's super valid. I just wanted to say why I chose what I did. Max deserves it at least once, though. Ma- least. Max does totally deserve it. He'll never get it again, though, I think, because he annoys me a lot of the time. It's unlikely, but I'm rooting for him. It could happen. Someday. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, the last thing, really, is just to give our ratings for the episodes. Let's start with Pokemon, I guess. I'm going to give Pokemon a 6, because it was just a solid episode. Yeah, I, I would say 6 as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to be a little contrary and say 5, but it was it was not terrible for a filler episode of Pokemon. That adds up to 17, if my maths is right. And Digimon, I'll give it a 7. It was good. Not my favourite, though. I think, I think I'll give it an 8. Uh, I think I'm going to go high numbers this time. Go 9. It's a, it's a really, like, one of my top 10 episodes. Maybe of all Digimon. You know what? I'm going to do a 10. This might be one of my favourite episodes of the season. 10. That's Quinn's first 10 of the whole series. I would have given it a 9, but, like, I felt like 8 was high. Actually, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give it an, I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. I, I really, I did, I did really like this episode. <laughs> the score is digivolving. But I, this time I want it to digivolve. I'm not like Henry. I, I want the digivolution. So yeah, the point goes to Digimon, and it's ten one to Digimon so far. Oof. Wow. <laughs> Pokemon's not doing too great. Next time, we'll be discussing the 12th episodes, The Lotad Lowdown, and Divided They Stand. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. As always, a big thank you to our patrons for supporting our episodes, Cheeside 236 Nicholas, Keith, and Fletchy42. And a massive thank you as always to Quinn and May for joining me as well. Where can the people find you both? Y'all can't. Except on Translation Month. Which is also where I can be found. Isn't that weird? How we're just both on the... Uh, I don't know. That's, what a weird coincidence that we'd both be on it. Yeah, it's funny seeing you here. Seeing you both here, actually. I'm very flaky on Translation Month. <laughs> but I'm always there in spirit. Indeed. And appreciated. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time... Bye-bye. Bye. I remember this episode of, of the dub when as a kid just like kind of freaking me out. No, I'm sorry. It was the last one. I'm, I'm, re- I'm sort of rewatching because I... I hit play, and last one was wild. This one was just weird, but I'm into it. Have you moved on to Digimon, Mike? Are you in a rush? Uh, no, I just am totally out of things to say about Pokemon, and thought y'all were too, but I can go back. <laughs> no, no, it's just I, I usually say a thing first. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm out of practice. It's been kind of a while since we, we Moncasted. I, I run a tight ship here on the Moncast. Not like all of lost translation, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Nah, nah, say say the thing, and then in the magic of editing, we can just pretend I never said any of those words. Magical editing, man. Yeah, the the idea that Mimi wouldn't have put on a completely different outfit in in 2020 by now is wild. Yeah, yeah, unless she just really likes that outfit. Or maybe she's just like, she's she's not going to wear like one outfit and then immediately put in the wash. Like, she wants to wear one outfit out and then she puts it in the wash. Yeah, but she wore it for weeks. I mean, if nothing else, get a new bag. Yeah, well, yeah, she had the leaf bag, and I missed that. She did, and she got rid of that. I'm just mm. saying, replace that with a with a real bag now. Give me some mm. Gucci. <laughs> mm. I know, my friend is super good at accents. Uh, actually, come here. You need to do Sephiroth into the microphone, please. Okay. No, no I don't. Where's the microphone? I don't know these people. Ah, Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. This is just too too good. I'll Give it a sec. Sephiroth. I need to do Sephiroth saying something funny. Just put it in the outtakes, please. I apologize. <sighs> <laughs> now I can't think of anything funny. Uh, just do the rest of the bit. All right, all right. You told me that she would make it weird. And what did she- Pikachu! Do, Sephi. She made it weird. She made it- Pikachu! And weird. I don't know why I made me out sound like Harley Quinn, but it works. It does kind of work. It's a very <laughs> kind of similar voice. That's a that's a really good voice. I will say though, he made it weird. Who made it weird? Because I'm sorry, if Sephiroth is is Pikachu. Sephiroth is by. Could have been a, a yeah, I can say that. Like, totally could have. I've not played Final Fantasy VII yet. Anyway, so. we can get back to our regularly scheduled episode now.
something Y'all might have had tell my, my favorite story about when I was in Japan. Was it when you were drunk and just talking at a bar? In, in Japanese? Uh, no, that was fun too, but this is the story about how I almost didn't make it home on time. Oh, no. Uh, so, so fun story. Uh, in Japan, uh, almost everyone only takes cash. Things no one really tells you in advance. Uh, and I, huh. being a poor college student at the time, was hella hella broke and planning to put a good amount of the vacation on my card because I had bought the ticket a year before and then had, like, $5,000 in random ex- uh, expenses come up the month before what? I was supposed to leave. Yeah, I was like, all right, well, I'm still going to go, but I just got to be real, real careful and, and pay for things with a credit card. Well, it turns out you just, you just can't. Yeah. Like, I'm um, really glad that I went when I was a kid with my parents and already knew that when I went by myself, because otherwise I'd be absolutely buggered because, like, exactly. I, um, I mean, I, so I have I kept- a debit card, but I also have, like, a credit card, and I just left, I think I, I think I still took my credit card just in case, like, at the mm-hmm. airport I needed to, but otherwise, well, yeah, it, it's many super places cashless. that I went did not take either debit or credit, um... And so, anyway, I was I was very very broke, and uh, because of uh, just the most obnoxious person I have ever had to interact with. Um, Me? No, no. <laughs> there, so, so on this trip that I was going on, we I, I had planned this trip for like two years with my friend. We were going to go as soon as we both graduated, and and I ended up not graduating right on time. But we went when she was done. Um. So we were going to go to Japan together. We'd been planning it for years. We were going to go. We were going to go with our Japanese professor that we we like to get drunk with. It was going to be a wild time. Mm. Um, but like two months before we leave, she tells me, "Oh, by the way, uh, like five of my Dota two friends are coming." That can and go like, two uh, different, very separate ways. Yeah, and some of them were fine, but like w- one of them was just a complete jerk. Yeah, because Dota 2, like, um, I just always assume that everyone who plays Dota 2 is a bit of a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> there there is a bit of that. Um, and then, like, you know, I barely got to see my friend because she's trying to, like, split her time between six different friends. Um, but anyway, because I got stuck putting my suitcase into the same locker as this guy, and he would not leave this restaurant that we were having lunch in so that I could get to my flight on time. Oh. I'm running hella late. I have just enough cash to get to the airport. Um, and because I'm in a huge rush, I end up dropping my ticket on uh, on the, the train. Oh, um, and so I have to pay for it again. It's not much. It's only like two extra dollars. But I now don't have enough cash to get to the airport. Oh. Uh, and so I don't know what to do. I I stand in line. I'm trying to use my... A pretty good, but, you know, admittedly more limited than I expected to need to use to talk about how do I pay for a train ticket using a debit card, please? Um, so I stand in line, I go talk to, you know, some of the, the human beings, and I say, I, I really, ha- you know, my plane is going to leave and I need to pay for this with a debit card. I don't have enough cash. Can you help me? And they say no. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I I walk up to this, this, like, older man with a suit, and I explain that I really need to get to my plane, and can he please give me, you know, like, 200 yen? And he he flips me the bird and walks away. Oh, that's not... That's <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm, like, feeling hella proud of myself for explaining my problem well enough that people know what I'm asking for. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, until this point, did not know the, the word ginkan, meaning cash. 
Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, I knew Okane because that's what they use in all the books, and people like, no, no, Ginkano. Uh, yeah. Anyway, just not taught. Like it was taught in uh, when I started using Wanikani, but like in like the textbooks, they do not teach you. No, that word. it's so weird. They I, should. Mm. They should definitely teach you that word. Yeah, like I didn't know it until after the first person I handed a card to, and they they went, you know, uh, Ginkan, and I went what, and they went Ginkan, and finally someone tapped on my shoulder, and she went, "They don't take cards. You have to go get cash." Um, and I went, "Oh, well, all right, I'm a dummy." Anyway, so I'm trying to get no on this plane. What's that? There there were ATMs around pretty regularly, but I was paying a bunch of... Well, because I I only had a few hundred dollars cash in my bank account, so I was trying to spend credit. Oh, right. Um, So by the time Uh I left, uh, by the time I got to the last day, there was like $60 in my bank account. Um, I even tried to withdraw money from uh, an ATM. I was going to withdraw like 2,000 yen. Uh, and they said, nope, this ATM uh, will only let you bring out uh, at least 10000 And I'm like, I don't have that much. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can overdraft. Nope, we won't let you do that outside America. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are ATMs that, like, limit you. Because, like, yeah, I constantly have to, like... Cause it, the, uh, my you have so much cash only... at all times because they're just trying to get you to burn through all your cash while, yeah, you're, while well, you're still there. It makes it so hard when you use... When you go to, like, a ramen restaurant that has, like, the old-style, like, you just put your order in the machine and then you give a ticket and you give that t- ticket to the, the cook and I remember like oh they don't take 10,000 yen so I had to like I kind of just called out it's and so yeah enough. you have to just go buy random crud so that you can no, no, take I, stuff I asked, for a, I asked to to do the um the, the money exchange uh, with mm. the with people working there um in Japanese by the way everyone just turned and looked at me and were just like this wide ex- like face expression <laughs> that they've never seen okay. a white person speak Japanese before which was hilarious so as an aside from my other <laughs> story it was so funny because of seven people on this trip five were asian but none uh spoke a word of japanese like four spoke some chinese mm. um and then there were these two white girls, and people would come up, talk to the Asian people, then they'd shrug, look at us, and we'd have to tra- do all the translating. Yeah. Um. So that was very, very funny. It just every time to me. Um. But so anyway, so I asked some guy for money, and he he gave me the bird, which apparently is is known in Japan. Um, yeah, that's that's surprising to me. Like I feel like that's <laughs> very like anti-Japanese. I I was well, very like, not, surprised. Not anti Japanese, but anti like what you'd expect from a Japanese. Yeah, person. no, but he was a capitalist, rude. so it makes sense. Oh yes. Um, and and I was a foreigner, but I felt like I was a foreigner trying real hard. Um, mm. anyhow, so so I'm I'm so freaked out. I've tried the ATM. I've tried a random person. I've tried the train, and so I go into this bookstore and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy something and I'm gonna get cash back, which. I am. Na- I have now been told it's just not a thing in Japan, but at least here in the States, you can go to a store, buy something, and say you buy a $2 item, and they run the, the charge for $22, and then hand you $20. Well, I, as a person who am pretty okay at Japanese, am trying to explain the idea of, I want to buy something, anything, I don't care what, then I want you to charge me too much, then give me cash... Like, I think I managed it. They finally got the idea and told me that's not a thing. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I tried that to a convenience store. <laughs> they just won't. I was just really proud nice. of myself for getting the idea conveyed. Oh, yeah. Frankly. Um, but so then, then this, this, this Obasan, 
at this bookstore uh says something to a co-worker just puts a little sign up on her her window takes my hand takes me over to the gas station next door the or not the combini um family mart and just shows me that there's a machine right there where i could buy tickets with my credit card the entire trip oh that's so nice i'm so glad <laughs> it is she, i'm just like oh my that. god i wish i'd known that two weeks ago mm. Because I'd have done that with my $200 Shinkansen ticket mm. that took most of my cash for the trip. Mm. Oh, anyway, I apologize for such a long story, but I finally made it to the airport with like less than two minutes to spare and felt That's so, good. so proud of myself for all those Japanese lessons. <laughs> that story gave me anxiety. It was so much. I, I, I had chills. I was sweating. I ordered alcohol on the plane, which I don't normally do, and then I passed out. Because that was quite a day. Anyway, so Digimon. Digital monsters. Oh yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Padamon says, thank you for listening to the Moncast. Bye bye